the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio and Southern Race Week Podcast. I am William Barber. All my friends, family, cousins, and neighbors call me WB. And if you are a fan of anything that has four wheels and it goes real fast, then welcome to the show. This is our debut for the 2021 season, and we are now officially on every major podcasting location, as well as your favorite radio station around the Southeast and beyond. As always, we talk about NASCAR. We talk about NHRA. We talk about anything short track, super speedway. If you can think of it, we got it, and we bring them all the professionals and the uh, champions and the future champions right here to you every single week in and week out. Of course, I couldn't do the show without the great help and support from my right-handed man, Alfie, 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 the man, the producer to the stars. But we couldn't do it without the help of great folks like Food Depot grocery stores across the state of Georgia. And if you're ever in need of some great groceries, and some tasty steaks when you're heading to Atlanta Motor Speedway or driving through, heading to Daytona or Talladega, you need to stop by your neighborhood Food Depot store and pick up some tasty, juicy steaks. Ah, fooddepot.com. And let me tell you what, folks, for this being the inaugural edition of the 2021 a season for Southern Race Week, don't forget now, we have... Southern Race Week on Facebook, facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Of course, you can find us on iHeartRadio app. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and you can find us on SoundCloud to hear any past episode of us interviewing everybody from Dale Earnhardt Jr. to you name it. We've interviewed them all. But this week on Southern Race Week, we're going to catch up with none other than Brandon Hutchison, the track general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway and talk about the Atlanta Motor Speedway race coming up in March and all the excitement that is going to be going on with that. And then later, a little bit later on, we're going to catch up with Ted Madman Austed. That's right. He is the short track guru, the man that knows everything that's going on in the dirt, in the asphalt, in the grassroots of racing. I'm talking legends to legends in their own mind. Ted Austin's going to do it to us right here and give it to us right here. And then we're going to catch up with JoJo Wilkerson, who is making some off-season moves. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's the Alphys. as we kick off another season of Southern Race Week Radio. Really excited for that. Also, the podcast as well. And we are now available on iHeartRadio. That's right. So you can pick up the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So another option for you to pick up the program anytime you want to hear it, day or night, 24 hours a day on the Southern Race Week podcast. Once again, available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we will continue with this uh, special edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we kick off new episodes, a new season. And there's no better first guest for us on our season premiere episode 
of Southern Race Week Radio than this gentleman right here. You know him. He's a friend of the program. He's the uh, general manager, the executive vice president of our home track here in Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway. So let's on, head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in live from his office at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Brandon Hutchinson. <laughs> Alfie, thank you so much for having me today. I can't believe that we're already sitting here getting ready to promote the start of the 2021 season and everything that comes along with that. Oh, man, I am telling you, I am fired up. I'm sure you are ready to see some racing once again, Mr. Hutchinson. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited not only about the racing season getting kicked off, but we're excited about being able to welcome fans back into grand, our grandstands for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 weekend. I tell you, it seems like forever ago <laughs> last March that we had to press pause on what was to be our 60th anniversary, and we're excited around here, man. It's it's coming up. We're less than 60 days away, and the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 will be here just after the Daytona 500. So just a few weeks after that, you'll be uh, ready to see some racing in Atlanta. And not only one race in Atlanta this year, but you'll have two races, not only the one in March, which is just a, a few days before my uh, 43rd birthday, but also we'll be returning in July. So how exciting is that for you guys to know not that's not just that NASCAR will be visiting once to AMS, but yet again another time in July as well. Well, for us, the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart signifies the end of a decade in which we only raced once a year. And for us, we're getting back to our roots more than ever. We are excited about having not only the opportunity to, to race the cup cars in July, but to bring the Xfinity Series back on July 10th. It's a great race weekend lineup for us. It's something we've wanted for a long time. It's something that I think the city of Atlanta will uh, come on out and support and um, should be a good time. With COVID striking last year, it was, as you mentioned, it seemed like we put pause right before the race last year. You guys were the first race that had to postpone due to the uh, COVID pandemic. You guys pushed back the race a little bit. Now we're back to somewhat kind of normality. There's a lot of, you know, vaccinations going on, all that for the COVID. So as of right now, what is your plans for that weekend as far as crowd, camping, and maybe some of the events that you'll be doing uh, surrounding that entire weekend? We long for the day that we can get back to normal. We're far from normal at this point. But as you said, we're, we're doing everything that we can to at least instill a little bit of normalcy for the race fan. And we're going to welcome fans back into the stands for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. We've got a socially distanced, uh, reduced number of seating in the grandstand for our fans. But we are going to invite fans back in. You know, the most important thing for us is we're an entertainment facility, right? So, And we're race fans. So for us to be able to safely get the community back into the race is just exciting for us. But uh, but that's just it. We're going to do it safely. For, for our footprint to shrink um, quite a bit means that we still will be limited on how many fans we can welcome back. But the grandstands will be open. We are opening our full hookup campgrounds and our dry RV camping. We're going to be opening up the campgrounds in turns one and two of the infield. So we're going to do as much as we can to get back to a normal setting race weekend, 
but it is going to look a little different than what our fans are used to. You guys did a lot of upgrades to the facility as well for last year's Fold of Honor QT500 that a lot of the fans didn't have an opportunity to uh, check out. So let's talk about some of the amendments and some of the upgrades you guys did to the track for fans who are coming to the race this year, what they might see a little bit different than the last time they were at the track. Yeah, as you mentioned, leading into the 2020 race, we had worked on our 20 ideas to improve the facility in 2020 for our fans. And unfortunately, we were all geared up and ready to unveil so many cool things for our fans, and it just wasn't able to happen. But while we're not able to unveil all of what we did for our fans, we are going to do everything we can to make sure we're bringing them those elements that uh, that they can safely enjoy. And that's going to be in our socially distanced grandstands, the drink rails. We've got drink holders in the Champions and the Earnhardt grandstand, so that's going to be cool for our fans. A little more leg room, an area to put their drink, for an area to put their concessions. So that's going to be really neat and brand new for our fans. We've upgraded all of the televisions on concourse, so when you're standing in line to get your, your food and beverage at the concession stand, you're going to be able to keep up with the action on track. Probably the, the single biggest thing that we did, the fans will notice, is we opened up concourse in the Earnhardt Grandstand area and added the bootleggers bar. And it's an area where fans can get up, socialize with the, those in their party, and really not miss a, a moment of the race, the 360-degree bar looks out over the track so you can sit there and and yes it will be socially distanced but you can sit there and watch the race have a beverage with your with your group and uh and just kind of hang out a little bit so that's going to be really nice for our fans we've we've expanded wi-fi in the bruton smith park area outside of our our gates so just a lot of cool things. We widened the camp spots in the infield for our infield campers. So a lot of cool things that we are going to be able to show off to our fans in, in just about 53 days. And for all those uh, details and information, that's all available for you on the website at AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. As we continue our conversation here with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Mr. Brandon Hutchinson, as we discuss the kickoff of the season and then also the returning of NASCAR to Atlanta for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend, Atlanta Motor Speedway. And Brandon and what a partnership you've had with Folds of Honor and Quick Trip. Two great organizations that have helped out in promoting and, and helping out with the race weekend. So tell us a little bit about Folds of Honor and Quick Trip and, and what great people they've had to be a part of this uh, race weekend in March. Well, you hit the nail on the head. We have been blessed to have such strong, community-minded partners in Quick Trip and now brand new for 2021 with Quaker State and, and Walmart. But, you know, Quick Trip's not just that gas station and convenience store where you can fill up your belly on the side of the highway when you're when you're traveling. They are a very community-minded uh, organization. You know, they they have the safe places for anybody that may be in trouble at each Quick Trip, and they also partner with with companies like Folds of Honor. And Folds of Honor, I tell you, we have always been patriotic at Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you'll remember, our championship race used to fall in November. Yep. And so we always paid tribute to to being so close to Veterans Day. So not just active men and women, but the veterans that have served our country have, have been so special to us and have held a special 
place in our heart to be able to partner with Quick Trip, who partners with Folds of Honor. Folds of Honor gives scholarships to those that uh, have family members that have given the ultimate sacrifice to protect our, our country or are no longer able to serve because they've been injured in action. So they'll give scholarships to the not just the kids, but the husband or the wife that's been left behind or is the sole breadwinner and may want to go back to school and, and, and get an education. They give scholarships for that. So pretty cool thing Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney has put together with Folds of Honor, and we couldn't be more thrilled for them to be our part. You're right. Those hot dogs at Quick Trip are the best. I, I hold the record for, um, I think I had uh, race weekend. I've had the opportunity to go down a few race weekends. And, and when you walk into the media center, it's like walking into a, crypt, a Quick Trip convenience store because they got everything out and about ready to go. Uh, one race weekend, I think I hold the record with some friends. I consumed uh, 10 Quick Trip hot dogs in a day. Uh, very proud, wow. very proud of that. I got to tell you, Brandon, I'm not a proud of a lot of things in my life, but that's one thing I hold up there, you know, with marriage and having my kids uh, that I well, hold there's, very. There, there's thresholds that you cross in life that, that just make you proud. <laughs> and to be able to say that you've eaten 10 quick trip hot dogs in a day, I know would make the quick trip folks proud. Hey, listen, their food product oh, is 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 phenomenal. If you haven't tried Quick Trip food while you're on vacation with your family, trust me, stop and get something. You won't regret regret it. And if the hot dogs aren't enough, grab yourself a quick milkshake. Those uh, things are uh, those things are addictive. Uh, Brandon, I don't. Are tickets still available? And if, if and then if fans want to get a hold of tickets, how can they go about getting that information? Yeah, tickets are available. I will tell you that tickets are going very fast uh, for that, both yeah. the July race and for March. You know, so I would encourage people to uh, get online. AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com is the easiest way to to get tickets or Ticketmaster.com, or they can call and talk to one of our ticket agents live and in person. And, you know, that that's the best way to get all of your questions answered live by an individual who actually works here and, and, and knows what we are and aren't going to be able to do to keep our fans safe. And, and they could reach them at 877-9-AMS-TIX. I appreciate the time. We are excited to be able to welcome fans back into our facility for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, March 20th and 21st. Hope everybody will decide to come on out and join us. Bring your RV down, camp with us for the weekend. It's going to be a good time. We're looking forward to it. Uh, Well, Mr. Hutchinson, we're looking forward to it as well. Thank you so much for taking time and, uh, as always, a friend of the program. And hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road as we get closer and closer to that March date for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of uh, Southern Race Week here on the show. And one guy we turn to to get us up to speed on all the short track race in action where the grassroots of racing really happens is the man on the old Food Depot hotline, Ted Madman Ofsted, live from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ted, welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you, WB. 2021 right now in the racing world, not a lot going on, but there's a lot of planning uh, going on But with all the track promoters laying out the schedules for the season and everything. What type of thought process, because I know you know, what type of thought process does a track promoter and a track owner looking at right now to determine how to lay out a good, solid foundation for a successful season all year long? But a lot of promoters have already set their schedules or are close to releasing their schedules. And what kind of what goes into that thought process is, 
what was successful in previous years, what what events worked, uh, maybe relooking at an event that cost a little bit more money to produce and did it make money? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, as much as the fans and the drivers don't like to hear it, is the the tracks are businesses. Uh, most promoters, there are some out there that do it as a hobby, but most promoters want to put a little coin in their pocket for the for their efforts and right. and risking some of the money that they that they risk to put on these shows. Um, so you got to kind of look at all the above, uh, weigh out what you have in your budget, what you have in your business plan, and figure out what's going to be best for your facility. Some tracks will will uh, work with tracks that are in their area so that they don't step on each other for special events or or too much on a weekly show type of thing. But some cool things uh, on the horizon for race fans uh, actually all over the country. Well, as we're heading into the last official weekend of January 2021, not a whole lot of racing action going on this weekend. Uh, tell me about some of the uh, the tracks that we do know of. Well, I mean, uh, the, the winter racing uh, is actually moving into its warp speed as everybody's kind of geared up. They've They've raced down in the the southwest as Jonathan Davenport out of out of Georgia flexes early season muscle, winning a couple of races down there at the Wild West Shootout in Arizona. Uh, Alltech Raceway uh, last weekend, Kyle Larson he dominated on Saturday night the Lucas Oil Late Model Series openers. He pocketed 15 grand, spanked the competition last weekend as he beat the runner up by over 15 seconds. I mean, wow. people were literally saying this, this is this is a professional NASCAR Cup driver after winning over at the Chili Bowl and then picking up this one. And Dominating fashion is should we even let these guys in? Uh, you can't tell them you can't race, especially a guy like Kyle Larson. But so so there has been some racing this weekend coming up. East Bay will continue kicking off uh, with their Wiseco Winter Nationals. Uh, it'll be capped uh, this this weekend uh, with a fifteen thousand dollar to win Lucas Oil Series finale over at Ocala, the uniquely shaped uh, Bubba Raceway Park. They're going to host uh, Lucas Oil events on February one and two. Of course, Screven Motor Speedway will. Uh, host its annual winter freeze. Red Griffin and uh, his little show place down there along the Savannah River Valley uh, will kick things off this weekend with a big show and a lot of classes running down there as always. And then, of course, uh, World Outlaws kicking off their season down at Volusia Speedway Park as uh, everybody kind of sets their sights on uh, the kickoff of the racing season in Florida. Dirt tracks in action, and of course the big oval in Daytona with everybody setting their sights on the Daytona 500. Uh, it's an exciting time for for racing in general. Short track with all those dirt tracks and stuff going on down south. And uh, if you just join us on this edition of Southern Race Week, we've got Ted Allstead live from the Atlanta Motor Speedway broadcast headquarters uh, for the short track and super speedway uh, news you can use. And uh, as we're talking about World of Outlaws, some Georgia boys trying to vie for that uh, for that rookie of the year again going into 2021. Well, you know, just because we're we're based here in Georgia, we both live here in Georgia, doesn't mean that that's where all the news comes out of. But Georgia was lucky enough to uh, have the uh, be the home base for a Rookie of the Year winner in the World of Outlaws last year. Ashton Winger, a great young driver out of Middle Georgia. Uh, this year, another driver out of Middle Georgia uh, announced his uh, uh, run for the World of Outlaw uh, Late Model Rookie of the Year title, and it is 16-year-old Parker Martin, a regular runner down at Cochrane Motors. Speedway. It's a track that his daddy operates. His mom and dad actually operate Cochrane Motor Speedway. He's a young shoe. Uh, a lot of people got to kind of know him uh, late last year as he was involved in a in a late race uh, crash over at the East Alabama Motor Speedway that basically took out uh, uh, Jason Hyatt, who was running for the for the fifteen thousand dollar to win uh, purse. 
and they charged down in turn three on the final lap, and Parker got into him and actually spun him out. Uh, cost both of those guys the opportunity of fifteen thousand bucks. And a lot of people won't say, you know, uh, 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 racing for that kind of money is one thing, but Parker uh, voiced his opinion at the end and basically told the reporters afterwards that I'd take my own mother out to win fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. And some people didn't take that the right way. Ow. So. So, uh, but I'll tell you, the, the kid, the kid is fun to watch. Uh, there's nothing wrong with getting into a guy to try and win some money. Um, a lot of people will, will argue with me on that one, but that's that's what sells tickets. That's why people buy a ticket to come watch. And, and WB, that's the business that I'm in. I like to have people put on a show with the drivers put on a show, and it helps me sell some tickets and maybe a hot dog or hamburger along the way. If you just join us here, Ted Austin, uh, then let's uh, go ahead. We've got about uh, about a lap and a half, two minutes ago here ted let's talk about the big change with the massey and stevens group heading over and taking over west georgia uh motorsports park speedway what what was what's the official title and tell us why the move <laughs> tell us tell us the inside well, scoop man Mays massey doug stevens uh Mays's late father bill um kind of made their name at Sonoy raceway they leased it out a half dozen years ago they put the gumbo clay on it doug stevens kind of became a guru of track prep uh, unfortunately, they were unable to renew the lease at Sonoy Raceway for 2021 and beyond. Um, Charlie Edwards ended up selling the track, uh, or is in the process of selling the track to to the neighbor and uh, the the son of the man who built the track, Sonny Pollard. Uh, that's Bubba Pollard's dad. Uh, mm-hmm. He bought the. He like I said, he's in the process of buying the track. Is planning to operate it himself. Uh, is bringing in some other people to help him with that as well. But uh, he always wanted to own that track like i said his father built it bubba's grandfather hence pollard built that track always wanted to own it so got the opportunity to own it and uh, he's choosing to operate that track with that said you know with Mays and doug being kind of left on the outside the door closed on them what they did is they uh, went to the other side of the county and uh, struck a deal with longtime track owner over at uh, whitesburg's little uh three-eighths mile oval Mm -hmm. the west georgia speedway sammy duke and uh, Mays and doug struck a deal and they're going to operate that three-eighths mile red clay they've already started some major improvements to the racetrack making it wider uh doug stevens gonna uh, put his uh, magic to work over there at that track and it'll be interesting to see how they develop uh in 2021 i know that uh sunny uh, Mays, and doug are going to uh work together as much as they possibly can kind of like we we're talking about with tracks getting uh, uh working together somewhat um and they're going to try to stay off of uh, each other's bigger events and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to see how the two tracks cooperate through the year and uh it'll be interesting to see the successes if they follow Mays and doug over to west georgia all right well listen uh ted that's about all the time we got today but now next week i want to have you on and we're going to talk about this rumor that has come true that atlanta motor speedway is bringing two-wheel racing to the the track in 2021 tell us who that is and we'll go into more of it next week well we we went into an agreement uh, to host the AMA Monster Energy Drink Supercross for three events in April. We've also uh, uh, made an agreement with Monster Jam to host four events for the big Monster 
destruction trucks, and then uh, finalizing a deal with American Flat Track to have the Flat Track motorcycles here as well. So it'll be a month of dirt racing. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network as we kick off another season of Southern Race Week Radio, as well as the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as well, which is available now on iHeartRadio, as well as iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Short track driver who's had a very, very busy last few months. A friend of the program, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in from Hueytown, Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss JoJo! JoJo, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us this week as we kick off a new season of Southern Race Week Radio here in 2021. Thank you so much for taking time to join us this week. Yes, sir. Thank you for letting me be here. Well, we have had you on the program numerous times. We've seen your career really take a big-time rise in 2020, a lot of recognition from your peers, those at Speed51.com, who recently uh, recognized you for your driving abilities as well. So it's been a very, even though we had a little bit of a shutdown with COVID in 2020, you really made a lot of noise for yourself last year. You were also a participant in the Snowball Derby uh, last year as well. But before we talk about some of the things you've been doing recently, tell us about your experience at the Snowball Derby back in December. Yes, sir. We went down there with a brand new car. We didn't get to test it or anything like that because money was tight building this brand new car. It wouldn't have been possible without all of our sponsors, of course, but we didn't get to test it. So we went down there with a brand new car, never been on the track before. So we had no idea how it was going to run. But the first time we went on the track at Pensacola, it felt like a totally different car than what I was used to with all the updates and new stuff on it. But we finished strong. That's exactly what we went down there to do because I am a rookie. Finishing that race for the third year in a row is definitely very humbling to me because if it wasn't for my team and my sponsors, I wouldn't even be able to bring a new car down there or even run that race. And speaking of sponsors, as you said, it costs a lot of money to, to have a race team and to produce new cars, as you did here for Pensacola in 2020. So let me give you an opportunity to recognize those those great sponsors who have been with you uh, throughout your rise in your racing career. Yes, sir. First off, I want to thank Jonathan Brown with U.S. Tank. They just lost a 16-year-old daughter, which was a day younger than me. We almost share the same birthday. But they came on before their daughter passed away, and they're such amazing people. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have even had that new car, but I want to send my prayers out to them still and pray that everything's going well with them. And if it wasn't for them, the snowflake wouldn't have even been possible. But I also want to thank Automart South, Jim Hardy, and then Instacote Premium Products with Anthony, and then uh, Turner Excavating. They came down there with us. They actually help with our pit crew, and Peggy actually cooks food for us and stuff, and they bring their motor home down there. And we just act like a big, happy family, but we're also down there to get things done and work as a team. But if it wasn't for any of my sponsors, none of 
any of this would be possible. Speaking with JoJo Wilkinson here on Summer Race Week Radio, as we discussed her real busy offseason, she gets ready to go racing back here in 2021. And I wanted to give you an opportunity. You did something really cool. Can you tell us a bit about the racing academy that you were a, that not only were you a participant in, but you're invited to come to this. So tell us a bit about this. Yes, sir. I did the Bill McNally Race and Development Program up in Sacramento, California. Um, Bill has been very encouraging to me because he knows that I come from a low budget race team, which is normally just me and my dad. And we take every little opportunity that we can. And that's what we did with the BMR deal. He texted me and he's always reached out to me after every race that I've been to. He told me good luck in qualifying at the Snowflake. Um, good luck in the race. He told me good job after the race and good job after qualifying. So Bill McAnally, he has been very encouraging to me. And um, he invited me to come up there and do the Drivers Academy, which okay. I hope that I can do it. It's 40 races. But it does cost a lot of money, so we're looking around for new sponsors and stuff to help me get that driving opportunity. Because if I run the driving academy up in California for the 40 races, it allows me to get my name out there and hopefully get a spot in ARCA from this academy. But it was a very fun opportunity for me. I learned so much, and I'll bring it back to this race season. And what was it like when you got to California and you are able to uh... – interact with some of the other uh, drivers were you did you know a lot of these drivers or were they kind of new to you as well i actually knew none of the drivers but mm -hmm. whenever we're around other drivers we all just really click because it, we love racing and we all get along very well but my teammate up there in the same car that i drove was zachary telford he is from idaho and he races up there a lot he drove an arca car before driven one I was just excited to get in an ARCA car because I've never been in something like that before. I've only driven a go-kart and a pro late model. Well, let me ask you, getting in the ARCA car, uh, what was that experience like? Like you said, it's new for you. So what was it like getting behind the, the wheel of the ARCA car for the first time out on the track? The first time I went out there, I was kind of hard on myself because mm -hmm. everybody else had been in an ARCA car or even a Super before. And I've never personally driven an ARCA car or a Super before. So I went up there knowing absolutely nothing about the car, just things like that, things about the car and when to get on the gas, when to get on the brake. But I learned within the first hour or two of practice. And once I got in there, I just thought, just think about this. It's the ProLite model. Just think about you're driving your car, your ProLite model. And once I did that, I kind of set back a little bit and I started to be more consistent and I wasn't as nervous. And Travis and Zachary Telford helped a lot with that. Well, JoJo, I mean, we're really excited to see what the future holds for you, especially this year with your driving career and what you're going to be doing. So if our listeners want to keep up with your career, uh, your schedule, what uh, races and tracks you'll be at racing in 2021, where can they go to keep up with that information? Yes, sir. We have a, a Facebook page, our racing page. It's called uh, JoLynn JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 on Facebook. And hopefully we'll have our schedule put out soon. But we have to know, of course, if I'm going to do the BMR deal. And we have to find sponsors for that, of course, because it does take a lot of money. But everything will be posted on that Facebook page. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, I hope y'all have had a wonderful time with us this week on uh, Southern Race Week. 
this being the first edition of 2021. And we want to thank Ted Alstead for getting us up to speed on everything we need to know with that. And congratulations on West Georgia Speedway. West Georgia, man, picking it back up and uh, got uh, Massey and the gang over there going to take care of that place. And then Pollard, the Pollard family going to be taking care of Sonora Raceway. A long-time family tradition, and it is great to see that that racetrack is not going away. So big congratulations to the Pollard family with the Sonora Raceway. Big thanks to uh, Brandon Hutchinson for coming on the show this week uh, from Atlanta Motor Speedway, talking about the March race and everything you need to know. And then uh, also big thanks to JoJo Wilkerson for stopping by the program. Listen, folks, we couldn't do the show without you telling your family, friends, cousins, neighbors about the program. Check us out on Facebook. Check, there you go. You're already texting me. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Southern Race Week on Facebook. Check us out on SRW Radio on Twitter. And always check us out on iHeartRadio app and always on iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, on SoundCloud. Until next week, folks, I'm William Barber. Y'all do me a favor. Keep it in between the lines. Race as hard as you can. And make sure you take your family and friends to a short track near you, and you'll never regret it. Until then, I'll see you.